in my head, I was like, no, the Mona Lisa. You can't do this to the Mona Lisa. And then she said, bet, I'm going to do this to the Mona Lisa. (laughs) Hello. Welcome back to Subtitles On or Off. I'm Bailey. And I'm Jess. And we are so excited to be here. We're excited to, like, get, you know... A good vibe going because it's been raining a lot in California I'm, and I'm it's too much. over the rain. <laughs> I'm so over the rain and it's not even close to being done. No. But that's what you get in January. I know. I mean, I don't know. Would you prefer rain or snow? Like, because we don't get snow, so we have to deal with the rain. I mean, but the yeah, rest of the rain. country is like, fuck you guys. <laughs> Dealing with snow. But like, they're, they're not going to cancel work for rain, you know? Okay, but- I posted, you know how Instagram is doing this, like, notes thing where you can post, like, a little status for Yeah, what are hours? our thoughts on that? It was weird at first. It's still weird, let's be honest. I feel like not a lot of people are doing it. I kind of do it just, like, to be fun. Or yeah. Like, like, or, like, if I have something to say, I'll say it. I don't it, know, but I like don't really a, care. It's like a status update it on Facebook. It is like a status. Yeah. But, or, I... I feel like because I'm moving away from Twitter, I feel like it's my new Twitter. Yeah. So, like, if I were to tweet that, you know? And so, I put a little status note or whatever last week and I was like I feel like rainy days should at the very least be work from home days yeah like a snow day and a few hours later I saw that my friend posted a little note on her Instagram note status thing and she said that she got the day off wow for the rain it was it's so funny because when you were going in to tell this story because I saw that I was gonna say oh my god I saw your tweet last week and it wasn't a tweet (laughs) it was an Instagram note and I got that confused yeah um yeah, I agree. I like it. I think it's, like, similar to, like, when Instagram stories, like, kicked off. Everyone was like, this is so stupid. Like, you're not Snapchat. Right, right. But then everybody adapted to it. And so I feel like Instagram notes is the same way. But what I've noticed is that when it first hit, everybody was doing it. Like, all of the followers I have in common, I would see, like, really? all of them up there. Yeah, and now there's, like, maybe one or two. Yeah, that I feel are like there. the first day it popped up, I there was, like, four and I feel like that's how it's been. Like, sometimes there's none and sometimes there's... I've never seen more than, like, five or six. But then my other friend was telling me that when it first came out, that a bunch of people were given, like, fake statuses. That, like, she... That, like, Instagram was putting these statuses out to, like, promote the feature. Oh. And she was like, I didn't put that on there. Oh, weird. Yeah. Huh. All of the ones I saw were, like, seemed like that person had message that like had right posted that. or i remember the very first day i noticed it everybody's status was like what the fuck is this yeah <laughs> well i kind of like it because i've like posted things and i've gotten some good responses Same. on it which leads me into i posted on mine this week i was like work slow what movie should i watch and you responded yes i did because... yelling at me <laughs> all caps all caps just the most aggressive response because we've been talking about it for so long we talked about it on the episode last week like you said you would add it to your list and i was like this is a perfect opportunity you said you have two hours to kill you can't say no so what movie did you tell me to watch the gray man and i did yay okay i watched it and let me tell you i'm so mad at myself (laughs) i was like kicking myself while watching it because i was like this is a fantastic movie yeah I now, was, you, now you see why I've been so annoying about it all year. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's understandable. I knew, like, you telling me. It's like, I remember when this movie was announced. I was very excited about it. Yeah. You got the Russo brothers directing. So you got good. Chris Evans, Ryan Gosling. Roger Jean-Page. Roger Jean-Page. Ana de Armas. Yeah. What? Like, like, 
top tier A-list class, okay, cast. And uh, so I, I don't know what was wrong with me. I couldn't tell you what was wrong with me. And so I did watch it this week. And what a fantastic movie it was. (laughs) I mean, truly, the, I love a good CIA, like, storyline. Yep. But I love it more when there's something more underlining, like, the family aspect in this one. Like, I loved that Six was really close to Fitz and his niece. And so I loved that aspect of the story. And I thought Ryan Gosling did a great job. He was so witty. He was so hot. Yeah. And, like, the fight scenes were crazy. It was so good. Anna de Armas did a great job. She was such a badass. What I loved the most about it was that they didn't get together. Like, there wasn't, like, a love oh, story Oh, for sure. Same. And that was such a cool, unique aspect to, like, one of these movies. Because the like, girl is always used as, like, the arm candy, like, yeah. whatever. And it was, like, more about the reuniting with the niece at the end and, like, all that. Yeah. So it was great. 10 out of 10 movie. Great recommendation. I mean, Chris Evans as a sociopath and like uh, the action scenes were really good. Yeah. I feel like I want to rewatch that movie. I really like action movies. Like if I'm home alone on a Saturday night, I want to watch an action movie. I don't know what it is, but like Netflix has a bunch of really good ones of like, like even Ryan Reynolds, like Six Underground and like Chris Hemsworth Extraction, like all those little Mm -hmm. ones, like fuck me up. I know. (laughs) I know solid solid movies what else did you watch wait did anybody else have like like swipe up on your instagram note with suggestions yes um our friend kayla responded and she said the menu on hbo it just got released on hbo max and i've been hearing good things about it so that is on my list to watch i haven't watched it this week yet shout out kayla um love kayla love the wreck um so on the same note as like cia esque i watched the show the recruit on netflix oh noah centineo with noah centineo okay i watched the trailer for that and i didn't i didn't full send starting it so i don't know what's the vibe how did you, how did you like it i actually really enjoyed it okay yeah fallon and i sat down and watched it well so fallon watched the first episode and then she stopped and was like you would love this show you need to watch it i was like how is he doing because noah centineo <laughs> here's the thing he's hit or miss I loved him in To All the Boys. I loved him in The Fosters. Okay, I was mm-hmm. like, you're cute. You're you're a pretty decent actor. Okay, he really hit it off in To All the Boys I Loved Before. Mm-hmm. Everyone fell in love with him. And then Netflix just started giving him all these shitty movies. And I'm like, this is so bad. <laughs> like, what's the other one? Sierra Burgess? Fuck that movie. That is the, I swear, the worst movie of all time. <laughs> I hate that movie. I couldn't even finish it. I was like, this is embarrassing. This yeah. is a disgrace to my eyeballs. Like, No. And then he did, like, The Perfect Day and just a bunch of random – I just – I quit watching them at this point. For sure. And then the rest of the two, all the boys were bad. It was just not a good look for him. So I had no interest in watching this show. But Fallon had recommended it to me. She's like, I think you'd really like it. So I started it. And it was actually – he did really good. It was funny and a really good storyline. Like, so he gets recruited out of law school by the CIA. So he's a CIA lawyer at 24 okay so he's starting there and he's getting like like rose like um uh what's it called like hazed by Mm. like the other lawyers and just Mm -hmm. like trying to figure out how the cia works but it's really funny of seeing him in such a serious position but he's like a 24 year old with 24 year old humor and so like just doesn't (laughs) know how to talk to adults really that's funny and so it adds a fun aspect to it and there's a really cool storyline that goes about like with him and he's just like i'm just a lawyer like why am i here and so 
Okay. It's good. And I think it's going to, it ended on a cliffhanger. So I think it's going to get a season two, but I really cool. enjoyed it. And I thought he did a really good job. I think he's on the up and up. Okay, so. cool. We like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good for him. <laughs> so that's on Netflix. Um, And then you're going to be excited about this. I watched Bullet Train. Hey. And I loved it. Yes. It was so funny. It was so good. Plot twist, like cameos out the wazoo okay spoilers ahead let's talk about the cameos okay <laughs> like channing tatum showed up and i was like what channing tatum like a gay channing tatum like I sign me so up good. and then we got ryan reynolds yes that one I was know. fun that's why i couldn't tell you like i needed you to experience it i know when you had like teased that there were some good cameos i was just waiting for it so when i saw channing tatum i was like great and then um, when they revealed, uh, I can't remember the guy's name that he was covering for or whatever, but then when that was Ryan Reynolds, I was like, that's yeah. so funny. Yeah. And he was in it for two seconds. Yeah. You blink and you miss it. But great. And then the entire time during that movie, I was like, who the fuck is talking to him? Who is in that ear? Who is Maria? And then it kept going. I was like, who is that? And then when she popped up, I was like, Sandy B, what are you doing here? I unfortunately did spoil that for myself because I was looking at the IMDb page nah. while I watched the movie yeah. and I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. But that was pretty good. Well, I'm sure when you saw, though, it like clicked for you. You were like, oh, that's who voice is. Oh, yeah. Is. yeah. Yeah. Once I saw her like on the IMDb page and then I was listening to her voice, I was like, obviously. Yeah. That's her. But yeah. How did she feel about Joey King? Okay, not bad. not bad. Her character was interesting. Me, that's what I thought. Yeah, I think that's one of my favorite things about the movie is like the storyline and like all the twists and the characters like made it so interesting. Yeah, like all the twists and reveals and then like I don't know. I felt like you never knew what was going to happen next. Yeah, was the actor you were talking about last week? Um, Lemon, the guy that plays Lemon. What was I talking about? Um, so there was an actor that was in this show. A while ago that you really liked um no that's he was in black adam oh oh black adam not yeah Bullet different conversation that's okay got it got it got it um aaron taylor johnson though oh my god okay lemon and tangerine were so funny i loved them but okay wait but also the kid that died on the tra- wasn't that logan lerman logan lerman <laughs> yeah yeah there were so many actors in this movie but Aaron Taylor Johnson did so good. Like, he was so funny. His accent was perfect. I mean, I mean, I know he has an accent, but mm-hmm. I think he, like, zhuzhed it up to a different part of yeah, the UK. Yeah. Um, it's so funny. And Brad Pitt even was hysterical. He did do a good job. It was it was a great movie. And then Bad Bunny? Like- Bad Bunny. <laughs> the, it, yeah. And then at the end, just the... Um, the reveal of why they were all on that train, yes. like, was just so cool. Yes. So, great movie. I told my family about it. I was like, you would love this movie. You got to watch it. Oh, I like, love that. Great. Um, but, yeah. And then, what we'll get in today, I did watch Knives Out in, pre- in um, what's it called? Preparation for this episode. Okay, great. But yeah, so. What yeah, about we're going to talk about both of those. Yeah. Did you watch anything? Okay, my watch list is not as interesting I kind of like, I don't know what my deal was this week. I just kind of like jumped around and, okay, this is what I watched. Tell me. (laughs) I watched one episode of 1923 and I was very overwhelmed and I didn't want to finish it. And Did you finish it? I finished the first episode. Okay. Um, Excuse me, you didn't want to finish like what was out? No. you didn't want to finish the episode? I didn't want to finish the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Can't relate, but got it. 
I just, okay, like, I think that I'll have to push through because you said um, it gets really good around episode three. And so the first episode was a lot of like, I thought it was going to be about the Duttons. And the first episode was all like, let's abuse these Native Americans at the Catholic school. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's a really uh, weird aspect to the show. But Yeah, so I was not ready for that. But I'll, I'll keep watching. I just might watch one episode at a time. Yeah, that was rough. But I think that goes into like the time era and a big thing of why Taylor or yeah, Taylor Sheridan wanted to do that in in 1923 is I guess that was what a lot of Native Americans were going through. Yeah, for sure. Um, And I think it leads up to the Rainwaters and the who the Duttons are currently now fighting. And I think it's a part of their family and stuff. Okay. Yeah, like I said, I'll keep watching. I was just really overwhelmed, so I was like, let me take a break. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. Did all of the thing that happened in his office happen in that first episode? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, that was Yeah. Bad. Yeah, it was bad. It, um, that kind of goes away a little. It's not as drastic as that. Mm-hmm. But then stuff starts to build up with the Duttons itself. Okay. Themselves, so. Okay. Yeah, I, like I said, I'll keep watching. It looks really good, and um, I really like the cast that's in it, so... Okay, and then I also watched, like, a bunch of episodes of Friends this week just because I've been really busy, and I was just like, let me sit down for, like, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, I was watching this season where, like, Chandler and Monica are dating, and it, I watched all the episodes where, like, they're dating in secret, and then Joey finds out, and then Rachel finds out, and then Phoebe finds out. And they then- don't know. We know. They exactly. know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, and then Ross finds out, and... Uh, the episode with Ross and he's like, you ate my, sa- you threw my sandwich <laughs> away. Oh God, it's so good. So obviously I was just like enjoying that. Yeah. And then I watched one episode of Kaleidoscope, which we're going to talk about in two weeks. Um, I started that. I think like a bunch of people are watching that on Netflix right now. Mm-hmm. So in a couple of weeks, we'll be like done with that and recapping it. I also started that. I watched two episodes so far. Oh, two episodes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I only watched one. Um, okay, so my coworkers and I were talking about it because I was telling them that, like, I was going to start it or whatever, and so you and I had talked about it as in, like, we're going to, we're both going to watch it and we're going to talk about it, but I didn't know that Netflix is randomly assigning the order, Mm. and so when I sat down, I thought it was, like, which it is. It's like a choose your own adventure thing. So I was like, let me just pick this random episode. And then I was talking about it with my coworkers and they were trying to figure it out. And they looked it up and they were like, oh, so Netflix is like randomly assigning the order to everybody. So that way you can just like watch it straight through and just say next episode. But my dumbass was like, I'm going to randomize my own order. And so I just like picked a random episode. And now I have to go like back and forth. Yeah. I don't know why. Whatever. I did that too. If it makes you feel better. Okay, great. Because I'm like, even... If Netflix randomly picked it, I'm like, I don't trust you because what if you're trying to like brainwash me into th- to watching it the way you want me to watch order, it? Right. And I don't want to watch it in that order. I want to watch what I want to watch. So yeah. I started random. So. Me too. Yeah. So like every time I go to watch it, I'm like, mm, what am I gonna pick? I'm like, sure, this color. And then me that. too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, fantastic. I can't wait for because we're gonna cover it in a couple weeks on an episode, mm-hmm. and I'm excited to see what order you watched it in and Same. what order I watched it, in, and then talk about it. It's a I lot. mean, based on the one episode I watched, it's done really well. So I, I'm really excited to see the story unfold. Yeah. Um, okay. And then I also watched. <laughs> this is so random. Oh, God. I watched like the Downton Abbey movie. 
Have you seen it before? No. Okay. How was so, it? I watched the show like years ago. And then I watched this movie that was done recently, like five to eight years after the show ended. And, but it's apparently like less than two years, like in the timeline, it's like less than two years after the show ended. So it was just kind of weird. Cause like, obviously the actors aged <laughs> a lot in 10 years. Yeah. And like, well, um, the actors are already pretty old in yeah. the show, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but then apparently there was another movie that oh. I missed. And so I don't know why I turned this movie on. I just like, I didn't want to watch any of the things I was supposed to watch, to be honest. Yeah. And so it was good. It was cute. It like kind of made me miss the original show. And I was like, which one's better, Downton Abbey or Bridgerton? And they're both great in their own ways. I think Downton Abbey is like a better, like, Obviously, it's more accurate, and it's, in my opinion, better writing, and it's a lot more complex and, like, serious, whereas Bridgerton is, like, juicy drama, like, fun. Yeah, and Bridgerton is also very modernized. It's very modernized, but, one of, like, some of the things that I love about Bridgerton are, like, the modern things. Like, I love the, like, string quartet covers of modern songs. That's, like, mm-hmm. one of my favorite parts. Well, I watched an interview once from either the... Uh, like one of the main producers or something talking about the, why they choose why they chose to do that and it's like they wanted the audience now when watching those dance scenes to feel the way people felt back then when they would hear songs it's like that's oh. the emotion they were feeling and so they pick songs that we can relate to and what we know to what maybe cool. would have actually been playing at that time Okay. For, like, those kids at that young age right. being like, yes, this is my song. Let's go dance. Oh, my God, I love that. So it's, like, kind of the – they wanted us to understand the feelings that they were – that they're supposed to be feeling or whatever. Okay, cool. So, it's, yeah, it's really – it's a clever way of yeah, it, yeah. Okay, and then the last thing that I watched, which is, like, another really random thing. <sighs> I don't know if I'm ready to tell you this yet. Okay, well, do it. It's fine. It's just <laughs> a big deal. Oh, Okay. I started Game of Thrones. <gasps> oh, oh my god! Oh my god! Wait. Okay, <clears throat> hold on. Okay, I'm okay. This is why I don't want to tell you. Okay, tell me everything. Okay, why is it actually so good? <laughs> yes, yes, right. It's so good. Do you have the subtitles on? Yeah, of course. Uh, needed, absolutely needed in this show because it is so confusing. Okay, how far did you get? Two and a half episodes. Okay. But like... I just like randomly turned it on. Because... Okay. Because I've been saying this for years that like... I don't know. I, I didn't get into it like when it first came out. And then I knew it was a big deal for everybody everywhere. And I don't know. I just never wanted to watch it. And now I'm kind of like, let's see what all the hullabaloo yeah. is about. Yeah. And so I didn't think I would like it. And I still might not. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of interested to see where it goes with like the dragons and like the... I don't know. Like fantasy is not really my thing. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, it really hooked me in. And I think it's actually really good. Yeah. Um, And it's like, it's just complex enough that I'm like, okay, what is going on? Mm -hmm. And like, there's just enough mystery with like the winter and the wall. And like, obviously, all the royal families are interesting. Um, And I've just, I've heard about it for years. And I've seen interviews with these actors. I forgot that like Richard Madden's in it. Jason Momoa's in it. Yeah. Obviously, Amelia Clark. I love her. Amelia Clark, yeah. Um, Kit Harrington. Mm. Yeah. 
And so Sophie Turner, obviously, yeah. like, so I'm interested to see how it goes and like if I if I like it and if I'll keep up with it. If I stop watching, I'll let you know. But if I keep watching, you'll obviously know too. Um, so yeah, I've never seen it before, and I was just like, all right, 2023, my year. <laughs> do you know like any spoilers from it at all? If I do, I definitely don't remember. Okay, because there's a lot. I remember. Um, like I know that like everybody dies. There's like, a lot of death. Don't fall in love with any character. Right. They will probably I, I remember die. that is like everybody would freak out every time somebody died. So I remember there's a lot of that. Obvi- honestly, all I remember is like the Starbucks cup in the eighth season. <laughs> like I remember like the big meme thing. Yeah. And maybe as I go and I introduce new characters or like as we get further on, I'll remember more things that I saw like on the internet or whatever. Mm-hmm. But right now I don't really remember. Well, all I'll say is I have high hopes for this for you because if you already like the first two episodes, it's just going to get better. Oh, like, okay. Because for me, it was a slow start for me to really get into it. Um, but then the more I kept watching, I was like, this is so good. Because uh-huh. the storyline just continues to develop and the mystery just tends to like just builds. Right. And then like you fall in love with this like huge main character and then you're like, uh, what? You know? And oh. so... Yeah, because I'm I already, I, I see how it's slow because I'm very confused on, like, the history and why they don't like certain people. And, like, there's a lot to unpack within the world of, like, the royals and the different kingdoms yeah. and, like, all of that. Well, and so the families that, are really confusing and how they're, right. like, what their relationship is with other royal families and the whole thing about the Iron Throne and, like, right. what that whole big deal is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the main, like, family characters, like, in the show is the Stark family. Okay, great. So the Starks are, like, you kind of follow them. But what I also love about this show is that you get kind of different groupings of people. Like, Mm -hmm. you get different stories. And what's really cool in the trajectory of the show is to see how they kind of intertwine with each other eventually. Okay, cool. So, like, yeah, it's really... It's complex, to say the least. For sure. Yeah, which I can tell. But I also feel like it's done really well. Like, I'm already enjoying the way the story's being told. And also, kind of like you said, that there's all these different, like, I guess, cultures, you could say, within it. Because I was thinking about, like, the wedding scene between Daenerys and... Jason Momoa's character? Yeah, Jason Momoa. I don't know his name. I can't remember his name. Con or dot i don't know whatever um the dothraki and so i was just watching and she was like eyes wide open like flabbergasted at this culture but it's very normal for them and so i just feel like that is like an ode to just like normal culture and even though it's in this fantasy land and it's hundreds of years ago and whatever it kind of still applies today mm-hmm. and um so i feel like that kind of stuff happening and obviously like arranged marriages between royals and all that stuff is like really complex storylines so i think it'll be good i hope i like watching it still (laughs) the main guy ned stark Uh um i just remember him from lord of the rings that's why he's Mm -hmm. like sticking out to me but other than that i only know everybody because of like because they were in game of thrones yeah (laughs) yeah basically yeah but yeah. Yeah. So I started Fun. that. We'll see how it goes. Oh my god, yay. Okay, well speaking of watching something that we've never watched before. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start like a new segment in each episode. So we decided that we're going to start watching Veronica Mars for the first time. Yeah. 
So we're going to do like one episode a week, only one. We're not binging. We're limiting ourselves. And then we're going to recap it on every episode mm-hmm. that we do the podcast. Um, yeah. And then you guys can listen along with or watch along with us and then give us your thoughts and hear our thoughts and so on and so forth. Yeah, I think it'll be cool because I know that there's some episodes that we talk about where like um, – maybe not everybody has seen that thing or watched that thing yet. And so with Veronica Mars, we felt like it was a good balance of like, okay, maybe some people watch this back in the day when it was on. Mm-hmm. It started in like 2004. But I also feel like a lot of people haven't watched it. Like you and I have seen a lot of those 2000 shows like One Tree Hill and, you know, other things like that. But this was one that we haven't seen yet. I actually have seen a few of the episodes um, but I never finished it. I never even finished season one. So like, I'm, we're going to start it from the beginning and then hold each other accountable mm-hmm. to only do one episode a week. And that way we have to like wait a little bit and then mm-hmm. we'll talk about it. And then, um, yeah, if you want to follow along, then watch one episode a week with us. We're going to start next week. Yes. And I love Kristen Bell. So I'm excited to see what the, all I'm the hoopla is about the show. I feel like this show, from what I've seen of it and what I've heard, is it's very, like, underrated because it's not, like, it's not One Tree Hill. It's not the OC. It's not Friday Night Lights. But it's, like, really good. Like <laughs> I'm excited. You know, it's not one of the big ones, but I think it's really good. Yeah. So. so it's on Hulu. So you can, if you have Hulu, you can watch along with us. For sure. Okay, let's dive into today's episode. Knives Out slash Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I saw Knives Out like a few years ago around the time it came out. I think it it came out in theaters if I'm not mistaken, but I didn't Mm -hmm. watch it until it came out on streaming. And then um, Glass Onion was released directly to Netflix. And then we have like... They're not really the same, but the, one of the characters, Benoit Blanc, obviously this is a full spoiler review for both of these movies. Absolutely. Um, so one of the characters, Benoit Blanc, is like tied in because he's in both movies, but the overall storyline is completely different. Mm-hmm. So I had never watched Knives Out. I'm kind of surprised. I know, right? I don't know why. I'm so weird. I'm, I don't understand my brain half the time. I well, do feel like... Do, well, do you feel like... Once it passes enough time, you're like, I'm not going to watch that. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. If and you don't watch it right when it comes out. Yeah. And yeah. especially with this one, it got, I found out that Chris Evans was the who done it in Knives Out specifically. And so at that point, I'm like, well, it's ruined. Right. What's the, right. you know. Um, but I, a goal of mine in 2023 is to watch movies that I want to watch when they come out. Okay. Like I'm holding myself accountable. Fantastic. So hold me accountable to that as well i love that yeah because like when black adam came out on hbo i was like i'll watch this right now yeah or you're never gonna watch it right yeah so I, i'm yeah, gonna start doing that yeah okay anyway so i did watch knives out this week for the first time and even though i did know that chris evans was the villain in the storyline it was still such a complex plot and even in t- the first 20 minutes of it you find out that anna de Armas's character the mm-hmm. nurse killed the the grandpa mm-hmm. and then i'm like what what more what? of a mystery is there yeah i'm like Exa- okay yeah. we're done problem solved what does chris evans have to do with any of this and then as the story just built and built i was like whoa it was it was crazy so even though i did get a spoiler before watching the movie i still there was still some mystery in it for sure and that was really exciting <laughs> i thought knives out was really good like 
I remember watching it for the first time and just being like, it obviously enjoying the way the story was unfolding, but I remember thinking, you know, what's left, like what is about to come? Because I, I felt like the mystery was solved like an less than an hour into the movie. And I was like, well, what else are we talking about? Like, <laughs> right. So I thought it was interesting. Um, and then for Glass Onion, which we'll get to later, but for Glass Onion, did you have any spoilers or you went no. into that blind? Nope. Okay, fantastic. Blind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought Knives Out was incredible. I would say I enjoyed it more than Glass Onion. Same. Even having had that spoiler, I was like, this is such a, a good story. And the yeah. cast was great. Oh, for, okay, yes. Let's talk about the cast because for both of these movies, great cast. Knives Out had like Chris Evans, Daniel Craig, Anna de Armas, and then like Jamie Lee Curtis and Tony Collette. Like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That one was really fun. Yeah. And Glass Onion has a fantastic cast too. I know. I'm almost like, like Knives Out, I like better and I think it's a better movie, but I like the actors in Glass Onion better because like Kate Hudson, Catherine Hahn. Um, Janelle Monae did a great job. Ugh, yeah. I think for me, I think Glass, or I think Knives Out had a more interesting plot and plot twist in it. Uh-huh. And Glass Onion fell a little flat for me. However, I still really enjoyed Glass Onion and I thought it was a fantastic movie. I just think if you're comparing the two, Glass Onion was almost a little bit predictable. Mm-hmm. Whereas Knives Out, I couldn't have guessed that, you know? like right. I feel like Knives Out did a great job of being like a classic clue, whodunit, let's solve this mystery and like unfold all the twists and turns. And then Knives Out, or yeah, so that was Knives Out. And then Glass Onion, I feel like they tried to spin it off and they also tried to make it like light and bright and comedy. And that's where it fell flat was it got cheesy and awkward and I just, like, didn't need all of that. Yeah. Okay, let's get into Glass Onion. Okay. So we got Daniel Craig returning. And we have Edward Norton as Miles Braun. Kate Hudson. Oh, my God. She did fantastic. Love her. She played Birdie. Dave Bautista. Uh, Janelle Monet, Catherine Hahn, Leslie Odom Jr. I mean. Oh, my God. Leslie Odom Jr. I forgot about him. And then Madeline Klein. Uh, she looked so good. She looked so good. <laughs> and... Her character was like all these ca- all the characters I will say were just so unique in their own way. Yeah. And they added such a fun layer. I feel like these characters had more personality than the Knives Out characters. 100%. So I really enjoyed that because each of them were so interesting. Yeah, and- cuz one of my favorite parts of Glass Onion was like the flashbacks to them becoming friends because I was like how are all of these people friends? Yeah, and like why? Right. <laughs> yeah. Which turns out they're not really friends. No. That was the sad part. No. Miles they're just there like, for the money. Owns all. Yeah. Yeah. He like is paying to be their friend. That's crazy. <laughs> so right off the bat, I, because again, similar with Knives Out, Glass Onion, probably like 20 minutes in, just revealed that like the girl that Janelle Monae playing Andy is not Andy. It's her twin sister. Well, okay, wait. Let's back up a little bit. I okay. want to talk about the puzzles that everybody received oh, at the okay. beginning of the movie. Those things were cool. Those were cool, yeah. <laughs> um, And then I feel, okay, 20 minutes is a bit of an exaggeration because 20 minutes in is where we find out that um, 
Now we find out, but like that Benoit Blanc wasn't invited. Is that what you're? Yeah, you so like yeah. Benoit Blanc wasn't invited. Everybody was confused why he was there. But even before that, when um Helen or Andy, which one? Andy, which one's the real one? Andy's the real one. Helen was the sister. Helen was the dead sister. No, Andy was the dead sister. Andy was the friend in the group. Yes. Okay, so Andy, quote unquote, shows up and everybody's like, Andy, you're here. Like, yeah, everybody's shocked. And then they go to dinner. And Miles is like introducing the clue game, like solve my mis- solve my murder mystery for the weekend, and then Benoit Block solves it in five minutes. Yeah. Oh, so good. <laughs> and then yeah, so I feel like a few more things unfold before we find out that Andy is not Andy. That's true. Um, because I feel like still it was like thirty, maybe forty minute mark. Like it was pretty early. I, it was under an hour for yeah. sure. <laughs> um, be- but I will say that was a good twist. It was a good twist because. I was wondering why everybody was so surprised that she was there. And then, like, I felt like the vibes were just off. And then Benoit Blanc was, like, kind of trying to get to know everybody. But, yeah, it was pretty early because we got a lot of, like, flashbacks Mm -hmm. once we found out who she was. We saw her, like, meeting with Benoit and then um, all the... like I guess... I don't know what to call them. I guess they're flashbacks. They were flashbacks in the telling of the story. But they were, like, scenes that we hadn't seen before now that we know that she's not Andy. Oh, yeah, like a different POV. Uh, thank yeah. you. Yeah, that's a great way to put it, is, like, her sneaking around the island yeah. and... Because we were seeing little snippets from, like, the friend's point the other of view yeah. of Andy being, like, there's something up with her. And then we get Helen's point of view mm-hmm. of what she had been up to. Um, what I loved going back to the scene when Andy arrives at the boat when they're all there meeting up, going to go to the island, is I love... Leslie Odom Jr.'s character talking to, I think, Benoit Blanc about, like, I don't know why, or she's here, they got into, like, he took the company, kind of explaining Andy's situation, and Benoit was like, oh, I wonder why she was invited, and he was like, the question isn't why was she invited, it's why did she come? Right. And I was like, ooh, juicy. I'm like, why did she come? I also love Kate Hudson's character, Birdie, when she shows up with her mask, like, because it's COVID, so everyone has masks on, and her mask is like a mesh. mesh. I know. <laughs> oh, God, it was so bad. <laughs> oh, my God, it was so good. Um, What I did end up liking in this, in this movie that I was hesitant about was I like that it wasn't a cliche because... The whole thing was, like, they were going to this island for a murder mystery party. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is so boring and on the nose. I'm like, is the guy throwing the murder mystery party actually going to die? Mm-hmm. And then we have to solve that murder. I'm like, that's so annoying. So what I liked was that that's not how that played out. I know. The fact that Benoit just stood up and solved it in five minutes, I was like, oh, okay. What's yeah. next? Yeah. And then what's, what happens next? Uh, what's his face? Dave Bautista? He dies. <laughs> yeah. Duke kicks the bucket. And he dies before, yes, he dies before we even get revealed that Andy is not Andy. Right. Um, yeah, so I really remembered that all wrong. That <laughs> was okay. my bad. I was like, wait, 20 minutes in. No, no, no. So much happened. Yeah, that's um, true. Because even Andy got shot before we found out that Andy wasn't yeah. Andy. Yeah, wow. That's on me, guys. My bad. <laughs> um, yeah, so Duke goes down and I, okay. We're, we're going to skip ahead while we talk about this because I remember seeing the scene play out and I remember seeing Miles hand Duke a glass 
And then when they were playing the scene back and that's not how it played out, I was like, wait, did I remember that wrong? But then later they played it out again and they were like, no, 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 no. Miles did hand him the glass and it did have pineapple in it and like all this stuff. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. So that was crazy. And then we find out later that like all this stuff was happening with like Duke and his like fucking YouTube channel. I don't know. Um, So that was weird. I did think it was really funny though that Miles was like so gung ho on his murder mystery that he like had the lights go out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Speaking of Miles, I don't really like Edward Norton. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm not not a fan. fan. Like, I don't know if it's just for me. He played the bad guy in the Italian job. And ever since I watched that movie, his face just drives me nuts. I just don't like him. I just think that he's like, I get it. Like, he has a great, um, like, reputation, I guess, Mm -hmm. with his his roles, and especially with Fight Club and everything. But I've never been drawn to him. I think that he's, like, a bland-looking white man. Like, I don't – he's not interesting to me. And I, I've never, like, fallen in love with any of his characters or anything like that. So it's, like, I could do without. Yeah. I He's just... Uh, I mean, I think he's a good actor, sure. Sure. But his face bothers me. <laughs> yeah. So just getting out of the way. And I was bummed that he didn't die. Like, I thought <laughs> he was going to be the one that we yeah. were going to have to figure out who killed him. No, he was just annoying piece of, an annoying piece of shit the entire movie. Yeah. Um. So what I love probably the most about this movie... Is I love the metaphor of the glass onion. Because mm-hmm. when they were promoting this movie, I was like, why the hell is it called glass onion? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand. And I just, when watching it and then seeing how the storyline plays out, like, I love the whole concept of, like, in like it seems like it has all these layers and it's all complex. But in reality, the center is in clear sight. Mm-hmm. And that was really cool. And then Benoit, of course, like, called that out. And, um... That is essentially how the storyline played out because going into it, who did you think, whenever we found out that Andy died, mm-hmm. who did you think did it? Um, I mean, they kind of went through all of their motives and almost all of them had one. And I didn't really have like a clear hunch on anyone, but it does make the most sense once they started talking about um, the trial that they went through. With the ownership of the company and all that. Yeah, with Alpha and whatever. Yeah. So, like, I didn't really have, like, a clear hunch until, um, honestly, until it was playing out. Yeah. I mean, I thought, well, it's so obviously Miles, but it's too obvious that's not who did it. And then it turns out that is who did it. Just because right. it's just so ridiculous. So, I was a little bummed that it seemed a little too predictable that he would be the one to do it because she was threatening him. Mm-hmm. Like, I was kind of hoping that someone else was, like, trying to protect him or sabotage him to get the money or something like that. But then, whenever Benoit explained that he's just so unoriginal and can't think of any idea himself, and then that was actually kind of funny. I'm like, okay, yeah, then of course he did it. And he's yeah. just so stupid and an idiot. And I do think it was weird that he didn't make a bigger deal out of, like, her being there. Like, when she first steps off the boat, I felt like I, I, I wasn't getting enough, like, he's seen a ghost. He's, like, nervous yeah. that he's getting, like, I don't know. It, it just, which was correct for the movie to play out the way that it did so that we didn't really suspect him that strongly yeah but 
once you know everything and then you look back on it you're like okay well like what (laughs) yeah well that's what i was trying to figure out too as the movie went on was who was giving signs that they were looking at andy weird of like why are you alive all of them were and they all were but i think they were all like why are you here but yeah it was it was interesting of like i think I don't know what he thought. Like, did he think that he didn't actually kill her and that she just woke up? Right. Because he gave her sleeping pills. Right. And then he was being super secretive about, like, don't tell anyone I tried to kill you. Yeah. Well, obviously. Well, and I feel like, yeah, it was a an added layer of not just, like, because I feel like all the friends were like, oh, why are you here? As in, you know, we went to your house and you were answering your calls and, like... But then they were also shocked because they went to her house because of the picture of the napkin. Yeah. And so they were all going to try to get her to, like, not come forward with that. And then... Because they all lied under oath. Yeah. In a courtroom. That was so Against her. Up. That was so So I feel up. like that's a clear notion. So it's, like, the added layer of, like, Miles trying to kill her or, like, did kill her. And then they were all, like... I don't know, potentially going to kill her or potentially going to, like, bully her into not coming forward with a napkin or whatever. So it's that. But it's also, like, after everything that happened at the trial, then you're, like, obviously not friends with these people anymore. Like, why are you on this fun little getaway? Right. So, like, it's sort of that double entendre of trying to figure it out. But, like, even as an audience, we don't really know who knows that Helen or Andy's dead. So... Except Miles, obviously. Yeah. Well, and then later Duke. And then that's why Duke had to die. Oh, right. And so what? one of my favorite parts of any of these whodunit stories is you see what you see. And then when the pieces are getting put together, then you start to see different things that you did see, but you didn't catch on to it. And so I love because, like, I remember that like the scene when Duke goes up to Miles and is like, Oh, look at my numbers. Like, does this change now if I can get on Alpha News? And he's like, Yeah, buddy, of course it does. And and then later finding out that Duke was actually the one that he saw that Andy had died mm-hmm. and was kind of blackmailing him with that, I guess. And then he had to go. Um It was just really, really interesting. And then even Closer towards the end, the friends still were just pieces of shit. Okay, yeah, because once all the friends figure out that, like, Miles did kill kill Andy and that it's Helen, the sister that's been there the whole time, they were all like, I didn't see a napkin. Yeah. Well, even before that, okay, this was one plot twist that I was excited happened, is that Helen wasn't, didn't actually die. Like, when my, when she got shot. Oh, yes. And then it was that right was before good. we found out that Helen was Helen and not Andy is because when we're going through these whole flashbacks of Helen coming to Benoit explaining I think one of these people did it and then they're planning this whole mission to go to the island during all of that I was like okay now we have three people dead I'm like <laughs> what the hell yeah. and then when Andy just like popped back up or Helen popped back up I was like oh thank god I was yeah. like, this is great and then the hot sauce came into play when he like put it on her look like blood yeah i love that i love the moment of her like almost getting it up her nose and she knew she would like have to sneeze or something yeah and so she she was like panicking i was so stressed i was like don't sneeze don't sneeze oh my gosh um but what's even better thinking back on it now is that miles (laughs) thought he killed andy twice and she still came back (laughs) (laughs) i know well he's also just like an idiot so (laughs) 
I feel like you just so, have to accept the fact that you might not have done it right. <laughs> so dumb. Yeah. And then I just love scenes when Ben Wall is like playing out what happened. Like, it's the best. I love it. Daniel Craig, his accent in both of these movies, Knives Out and Glass Onion, is just so not Daniel Craig. I'm like, this is amazing. I don't like it. I don't like it either, okay. but, it's, but it's skillful, like, for him to be able to pull Fine, it off. sure. But it's such one of those classic detective voices, you know? I don't know. I don't like... Is it is it Southern? Like, what is going on? I think like, so. It's like a weird it's Southern... It's weird. Okay. Speaking of Benoit, let's talk about the Hugh Grant camera. I was, gonna, <laughs> I was just about to say. Because that was, like, a fun little twist. Oh, my God. And then even before the Hugh Grant cameo, we see Benoit, like, in the bath, and he's playing Among Us. Yeah. Which is, like, the perfect little, you know, Easter egg or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But the, he's on Zoom with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. And I looked at the screen, and I was like, is that Kareem? And then it says Kareem in the bottom corner. And I was like, that's Kareem. And my dad was like, that is not Kareem. Yeah. Which you see him on screen in a corner blurry zoom call for like 30 seconds my dad was like that is not kareem and i see my dad like pull out his phone he's like oh my god that is kareem yeah. there was a lot of cameos in this movie like um there's actress natasha from orange is the new black was also on that mm-hmm. call there was um, a- steven sondheim, was, steven on that sondheim call. was on that call yeah and then um ethan hawk was in it in the beginning oh, yeah. he was the one spraying the the like serum or whatever in their mouth oh my god yeah and then um the guy the daryl guy that was like the homeless dude living on the island you know that was the trooper from knives out yeah i think he's one of the producers too because i think he just like makes a cameo in them i want to say and then yo-yo ma was in the movie too (gasps) oh yeah because he was the one at kate hudson's house saying like no it's this song or whatever there were so many it was it was fantastic yeah it was so much fun um oh wait Wait, sorry, I want to go back to the Hugh Grant thing. Oh, right, yeah. Okay, so, like, this clip came out, like, this week because Chris Pine and Hugh Grant are doing press for, I think, Dungeons and Dragons. Mm. And somebody brought up, like, the Hugh Grant and Benoit Blanc cameo or whatever. And Hugh Grant, like, played along with it and was like, oh, yeah, like, Daniel Craig and I are married or, like, whatever. (laughs) And Chris Pine, which... If you know anything about Chris Pine, Chris Pine is the most out-of-touch man ever. Like, he had a flip phone until a year ago. Like, he does not pay attention to anything. He is not a part of the real world. And he's just, like, the most, like, good-natured guy. And he doesn't know anything. And so he's on press and somebody's making a joke about the Hugh Grant cameo in uh, Glass Onion. And... (laughs) So Hugh Grant goes along with it. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm totally married to Daniel Craig." Blah blah blah. And Chris Pine is like, "Really? I, I had no idea. Like, congrats, man." And so the internet went crazy, and they like, we can't figure out if Chris Pine like went along with it, or if Chris Pine is like that out of touch that he really thought that Hugh Grant and Daniel Craig were married. I hate that. <laughs> I hate it. Oh my god, it's so funny. That is so funny, though. That's so cringe. I get, like, embarrassed by shit like that. Like, Why? in interviews. I don't know. Oh, like, if you get it wrong? Yeah, I'm, like, a big secondhand embarrassment. Like, if you're, like, if you, like, don't know and you just, like. Yeah, I just, like, I get secondhand embarrassment of, like, if Hugh Grant was making the joke and then, like, Chris Pine didn't know it was a joke. And then yeah, and he I'm just, like, went along that. with it. Yeah, yeah, that's embarrassing. Yeah. I feel like that happens to me sometimes where I'm, like, well, and sometimes I just don't know if people are messing with me. So I'm, like. 
I don't know if you're joking, so I don't know if I should, like, go along with the joke. Like, what's the vibe? Yeah. Like, I hate that. And then I just blame the other person for their lack of delivery, so. (laughs) (laughs) Period. (laughs) Okay. So, getting into the whole climax of this movie, like, Miles killed Andy, Miles tried to kill Helen, all this stuff, and the fact that none of his ideas were original. And I love that Benoit called him out on it yes like on all of his shit yes and then when it clicked for benoit that like it wasn't even miles's idea to take the loaded gun and shoot someone with the lights out it's like benoit told him that yeah because i loved benoit's whole theory of like you're inviting all these people that have motives to kill you and you're putting the idea of your murder in their head absolutely like you might as well turn the lights off and put a loaded gun on the table and that's exactly what Miles did. He was like, oh, the lights are off. Let me steal Duke's gun. Yeah. And shoot the problem. Damn. And it was, that part was really cool. So that's what I liked about, even though I felt personally it was a cliche that Miles killed Andy because mm-hmm. obviously she was the one that had something on him. Mm-hmm. I did like that he was just stupid and none of his ideas were his. Even the company of Alpha was all Andy's idea. Oh, he just straight up stole it. That made me so mad, honestly. I know that that's like obviously the whole point for the movie, but like, oh God, it just made me so mad. Oh my God, I saw this great, I saw this TikTok of someone pointing out that first of all that house was ridiculous it had so many crazy things yeah. oh and I, we got to get into the mona lisa the mona lisa i know and uh, like the upside down art the, yes yeah. that's what i'm getting at i <laughs> saw so a tiktok of the upside down art and it was just like this famous piece of art and <laughs> yeah. it was upside down because he's so stupid <laughs> he's so stupid so that was a fun easter egg but okay the mona lisa yeah so that was like a fun little i mean obviously it just showed like how rich he is and how crazy he is and how narcissistic he is that he just had to have the Mona Lisa and his whole thing of like I want my name to be in the same sentence as Mona Lisa and he's just such a fucking idiot Mm -hmm. and then it did add like this extra little element to the atmosphere there every time something happened and the thing would click yeah um so that I found really interesting and then of course the ending when the house burns down and who says it is it Helen yeah Helen says, yeah, so now he will be remembered the same sentence as Mona Lisa. Well, because what I love, I love that whole ending scene when Helen finds the napkin, Benoit calls him out on his shit, but again, similar to almost in Knives Out of how Benoit is just a detective. Like, he doesn't have any jurisdiction. He can just help you solve the mystery, but that's where he stops. And so even though, yes, they they solve the mystery that Miles killed her sister – he can't do anything about it, and there's no proof. And then Miles, of course, burned the napkin mm-hmm. that uh, Helen had found. And when that all happened, and then Helen was trying to get all the friends to back her up on it, and they're like, "No, I, I." They were like, "No, I literally didn't see the napkin." Yeah, she's like, "What? You'll lie, you'll lie for the uh, the you'll lie for for a lie, but you won't lie for the truth or whatever, right? Or whatever Something she like said. that, yeah." Um, and that was really shitty. And then when she just started breaking everything oh my god okay i didn't know where she was going with this until obviously like the she started burning everything but i didn't know where she was going with this and everybody gets in on it and starts breaking yeah. shit and i was like honestly if i was there i would too yeah they're like, this is so cathartic yeah like, Fuck miles this yeah is great. well and well i knew because when benoit went up to him and was like or went up to her he said something about like uh, remember why your sister left in the first place or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he handed her something. Well, he handed her the drink, but I saw, like, as she was going around, her, she had, like, a fist. Like, so something was in her hand. Yeah. It didn't click for me that she had that, 
little uh was called clear clear yeah and so when she started doing all that and then when she started burning shit i was like what are you doing and then when she threw it in there and then i was like oh you're gonna blow the place up yeah because we learned well obviously like that has to do with the company that he stole from her but also that um leslie odom jr's character the whole time kept saying like it's not ready we need Mm -hmm. years to research all this stuff and And Catherine hahn's character like went on record like saying yes i approve of this or whatever right and then they get there and he says that like the whole fucking house is made of it and that's when helen like decides to burn everything Yeah. yeah and so when that happened and then so i saw this other tiktok again this idea is not my own um but it was like the disruptors theory because Miles claimed all of them as disruptors. Like, they would push beyond the breaking point, and that's what made them so successful and whatever. And so I saw this theory of Helen, at the end, actually pushed it so far, but that when it started getting out of hand to the to the breaking point of where you should stop pushing, and their whole theory is they push farther than that, all the friends quit. Mm. Like, they stopped breaking stuff, and when she started lighting stuff on fire, they were like, oh, okay, I'm kind of done. Yeah. So they all, like, pulled back, and so she kind of, like, beat them at their own theory of, like, you claim this is who you are, but you're not. And so I'm actually going to push it to the breaking point. And then that even went so far as to burning the Mona Lisa. Woo! Which, okay... So that was happening, and in my head, I was like, no, the Mona Lisa. You can't do this to the Mona Lisa. And then she said, bet, I'm going to do this to the Mona Lisa. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, but then it was clicking to me in that whole slow-mo running, and Miles was trying to stop her and all of this. I was like, oh, she's going to burn it because he'll get blamed. Mm-hmm. Like, it'll, he's going to go to jail for something. It might, you know, let's just do Well, and also this. it felt like, to me, like, the best way to defeat him was to prove that clear wasn't viable and by burning the whole thing and showing that it's not okay and it's not safe that was like the most i guess disruptive yeah uh way to show that like his company is not safe and that that was like the best way to take him down i felt like yeah well and what i love is that benoit was just outside with the dude chilling at the house smoking same just watching the whole glass onion (laughs) just blow up in flames and then helen janelle monet did so good i love her in this movie yeah but her delivery to miles of like your name she's like you got your wish your name will forever be remembered in the same sentence as the mona lisa and i was like damn straight like well and then all the friends do come down and they say i saw him burn the napkin yeah okay so i was like uh you know what i actually do remember him yeah burning the napkin and oh and then uh leslie Um jr's character was like yeah i saw him leaving andy's house the day she was murdered actually oh yeah Yeah. because duke died Mm -hmm. and so yeah that was great um yeah i saw Catherine Hahn and kate hudson like doing some press together for this and i forgot that like they were in how to lose a guy today yes because yes. I, I, I've loved both of their careers for a long time, but I forgot that they were in that together. So it was fun to see them back together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was really good. I agree that like Knives Out was better storyline, I think. But I think Glass Onion had some fun twists and turns. Um, I don't think it was as well executed, but I, I didn't think it was bad. Yeah. What I liked about Glass Onion that differed from Knives Out is Knives Out was a family. Like, it was all one mm-hmm. family. 
that hated each other, like a dysfunctional family. And this was like a group of friends that all had something on each other. And that, that was, was juicy. Yeah. The fact that like they were all so tied into Miles's money, but then coming back to it and Miles's money is like based off of this idea that he stole from Andy. Like that's fucked up. Yeah. And I liked in Glass Onion how there wasn't police there doing the investigation on who got murdered you know that's true whereas in knives out they had those two detectives there with benoit to actually arrest someone for foul play whereas in glass onion benoit was on his own and trying to figure out who killed andy and then who killed duke and well because originally there wasn't a real murder it was just right. a little murder mystery party yeah and then duke dies and then Miles knows that, or Miles thinks that he killed Helen or Andy. Oh my God, I can't. It's a lot. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, so I think Knives Out, better story, but Glass Onion had some good twists and turns that I really liked. Same. So yeah. as we're talking about it here, I'm like, no, I did enjoy Glass Onion. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I mean, Glass Onion got a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh. And Knives Out got a 97%. So, Whoa. Okay. So yeah, it's not too out of the box. I thought it was good. I wonder if they're going to keep making a Knives Out mystery stories. Because I love yeah. them. I love a whodunit. Like, that's fun. Same. I thought it was fun. I do like a whodunit. Um, I heard that the producer or the writer or somebody didn't want it really like tied into Knives Out and it was just going to be a completely different story but I think the producers said like oh let's bring Benoit Blanc back and like tie it all in Mm -hmm. I feel like it could have gone either way I feel like it could have stood on its own and I think it's fine that it's a Knives Out like franchise deal yeah I don't really care well because yeah I mean I think it's just like the same character comes back but you don't you don't have to see Knives Out to watch Glass Onion and, right. and vice versa. And so I like that it's not a sequel thing. It's just like a it's a Knives Out mystery. I think the writer just like wanted the movie to stand on its own. But I almost think it did better being tied to Knives Out because Knives Out did so well. Yeah. And everyone was like, ooh, another. Because it gives the the viewers a sense of what this movie's going to be about right. when you tie it to a movie that was so beloved and has this mystery. Right. Because Knives Out was... The first who done it in a really long time, and they did it in such a yeah. unique way, and it just was strictly a mystery of who killed so and so. Right, and like I, I don't think I even watched a trailer for Glass Onion. It said Glass Onion colon a Knives Out mystery, and I was like, okay, great, a Knives Out Who Done It mystery. Yeah. Let's let's go. Let's go. And I, like we knew Daniel Craig was going back, so we're like, yeah, okay, like I saw the cast cool. list and I saw the title, and I was like, I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> I saw Kate Hudson. I'm like, like absolutely, I'll be there. And then Madeline Klein because I love that she's venturing out and getting more gigs outside of Outer Banks. So, I mean, I do feel like there are a lot of actors that stay within the Netflix wheelhouse, Mm -hmm. Um, but Netflix puts out like a lot of different stuff. So, um, so yeah, I thought it was really smart of the producers or Netflix even to put it on Netflix and have it released directly to streaming. Cause I think that's a good way to get it out there. Yeah. Um, and it got big numbers. Yeah. Um, it wasn't number one, but like pretty high up there. Yeah. All in all. Great movie. Yeah. I'm glad you watched knives out too. Yeah. Okay. Let's play our game. Let's play our game. Okay. So every week we're doing a trivia game. We're keeping score. What is the score? I I have one point. You have zero. Yeah. Don't act like you don't know the score, Jessica. I was just trying to remember. Yeah. I have zero. You have one. Okay. (laughs) You go first. Okay. Tony Monero is the lead character in which movie? A, The French Connection. 
B, Taxi Driver. C, Saturday Night Fever. D, Dirty Harry. Oh, my God. I've only seen one of these movies. And I don't know. I couldn't even tell you who Tony Monero is. Yeah, I can't either. <laughs> okay, do you want me to give you the two, like, the 50-50 chance? Sure. Okay. The French Connection or Saturday Night Fever? 50-50 guess I'll go Saturday Night Fever. That is correct. Ooh, okay. Congrats. Thank you. Okay. Bailey. Which rolled doll book has been turned into a 2016 film starring Mike Mark Rylance? As if we know who that is. <laughs> a. George's Marvelous Medicine. B. Matilda. C. The BFG. D. Danny, the Champion of the World. He says a 2016 movie? Mm-hmm. Starring Mark Rylance. Can you give me my 50-50 chance? Mm-hmm. George's Marvelous Medicine or the BFG? I'm going to go George's Marvelous Medicine. That is incorrect. Damn it. I'm so bad at this. <laughs> it's just guessing. I know. Well, I knew it wasn't Matilda. For sure. Because there wasn't a 2016 Matilda, so... So it was the BFG. I don't even know what that is. It's the big friendly giant. Oh. I don't know who Mark Rylance is, though. Hmm. Well, great. Anyways, (sighs) moving on. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, next week we are covering Yellowstone season five, part one. Woo! Because we are at the mid-season break of Yellowstone and we got to talk about it. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack in the first half. Um... So we're going to do a little bit of a deep dive. We have been watching each week, so I feel like I need to go back and recap the first few episodes and, like, where we've been this season. Yeah. But it's been really good, so we're excited to talk about it next week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. In and- the meantime, follow us on Instagram and TikTok. We're at Subtitles On or Off Podcast, and we're on Twitter at SOO Podcast. And if you're listen- wherever you're listening to your podcast, please rate us and leave us a review. Tell us if you love us. And, yeah. We'll, we'll see talk you guys to you next week. week. Bye. Bye.